This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We promised Andy back to back weeks with the show. People must love her. Hey, you know, we're, we're back. We're here. Um, you know, we never promised back to back good weeks, but we're here. Oh, hey, speak for yourself, man. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Website mwr.com where we have fun stuff, basketball stuff, football stuff. Our buddy Larry put out his weekly, uh, roundup of projections for the Mountain, or excuse me, not Mountain West tournament, but the uh, NCAA tournament. So, We'll talk about that. I think we're going to be less heavy of, hey, give us some more Q1 games. However, <laughs> we'll get that as well. So here's the thing. We're recording this Thursday night, right after Wyoming upset Boise State. Was it officially an upset? Was Boise favored in this game? Um, uh, I actually I don't know what the line was. I, I was going to say no because I think Ken Palm had Wyoming winning that game, and that's what I was just looking at. Um, let me see here. Wyoming, Boise State line. Well, they won by seven. I, I don't gamble, the, so I don't have this, you know. Yeah. I don't, well, I've I don't been have on this in my yeah. head. Uh, Wyoming, Wyoming was a one-point favorite uh, on FanDuel, it looks like, as far as okay. I can tell. Yeah. Well, for that game, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, same thing, yeah. Minus one. They're victorious at home, which Auditorium Arena is the place where, you know, run the court, man. Wyoming – Upset or beat Colorado State, beat Boise State, 
Rush the court. We're both rushing the courts warranted on your end. I'm asking for a friend. You know what? Before I answer that question, I'm just going to, you know, complain that it's been like, I don't know, three years we've been doing this or something. And it's, yeah. it's, it's arena auditorium. It's not auditorium arena. It's arena. It's auditorium. not. It's arena you know what? auditorium. It's a stupid name. I'll say it. Hey, you know, just call it the AA, man. Um, but were both court storms warranted? Ah, you know, I'm not a huge, like, I don't, I don't care about storming the court all that much. I'm not a big, like, don't do that. Whatever. People are having fun. I, I do agree with the people who hate the, you know, like chanting overrated when you're beating a team. It's like, well, you know, are you saying that they're not as good? That kind of de- what if, degrades your win a little bit. I know but that's I, what your team is like. Hey, you're kind of back right. Like, yeah, man, you guys suck, man. This was easy beating you. Like, we suck too, and we just beat you. Look how bad you are. Like, that's I don't know. Um, so I don't know. I I don't have a problem with them storming the court at all. I think that do it. Have fun. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. And as close as all the students are to the court, I mean. I was watching the game, you know, they're, they're right there. So like, yeah, go, where else are you going to go? I feel like you have to cross <laughs> the court to get out of that place. So, you know, whatever. That's fine. Um, yeah. And they're playing so well right now. And, and that happens so infrequently in this, you know, last five year span. Um, yeah, enjoy it. I, I, again, I have no problem with that at all. I think. I think that's great, and it's part of the reason why I like college basketball in the first place is stuff like that. You know, overdoing it can happen. You know, if Wyoming did this when they beat any any team Air, at home. Air Force. Well, even like, you know, let's say Hastings, you know, when they beat Hastings <laughs> oh eight fifty nine at home on November 26th. You know, if they stormed the court the day after Thanksgiving on that game, sure, that's overdoing it. But you, you know, you come in and, and, and to be fair, I feel like people, there were sort of two upstart teams in the Mountain West, Boise State and Wyoming, that were kind of coming up a little bit out of nowhere. I mean, not, not actually out of nowhere, but perceptions wise, maybe. I think, I think our site had them at like fifth and eighth coming into the league. Um, More so Wyoming than Boise State, because Leon Rice has been there and they've done pretty well. Wyoming sure. was like, they weren't great. They we mentioned Marcus Williams last week. They brought in Jeff Linder. Not very good last year. And this year it's like, well, what's it gonna what's it, what's it gonna be? Now they are the. Can I say are they the favorite to win? They're the they're, they're, they're gonna be my number one team when I do my power rankings. I don't care the stupid people arguing CSU Aztecs thirty point defeat victory whatever. I don't care. Wyoming's my number one team. They beat both. That's both, fine. Boise and CSU. I, I don't one conference loss this week. You know, after this week, I don't really think you can, you know, argue too much with that choice. What I was going to say about Wyoming and Boise State, though, is I feel like people started to take Boise State seriously before they started to take Wyoming seriously. And I think this result tonight, sure, it's at home. And, you know, Boise State won when it was an extra mile. But I think that this result shows, you know, Wyoming needs to be taken seriously as well. So, that was, you know, hey, kudos to them, and they're going to be the, the team of the week in the Mountain West, and it might change next week again when we get new results. 
who knows? Uh, but for now, it's them. And, and again, that's the kind of reason why I don't have a problem with them storming the court. Cause I think that that, that win over Boise State, it's not like, you know, Boise State was a top 10 team or anything like that. Um, Boise State wasn't, Boise State wasn't, well, that's true. I was going to say Boise State wasn't undefeated, but they were on a very long winning streak. They hadn't lost since November, which is crazy. Uh, they, they, you know, they, they were undefeated completely in December and January, uh, in, yeah, I think 14 games in a row. Uh, so kudos to Boise State as well. And, and they should probably be number two in your poll. Um, Two or three, yeah, or you know, wherever you want to put them, I guess. But I would say that because uh, Colorado State had a bit of a tough week, or yeah, you know, back a up, tough, tough stretch. But you know, yeah, before we get back there, well, I mean, like we didn't take them seriously. Some people did, some didn't. Because remember, they started the year what eight and zero, nine and zero, and then ooh, they get to play Arizona. Are they really good? Because when they're beating up on, okay, Grand Canyon's okay, Washington, Pac twelve, but Detroit, Pine Bluff, Hastings, Fullerton, Denver, McNeese State. Like, what are they doing? They get to blow, or the, just the doors blown off them against Arizona up in Tucson by th- sure. 29 points. And two, what is Arizona? They're a top 10 team. They did, did they win? They played UCLA tonight again, right? Was that the case? Yeah, yeah. And they started by blowing them out of the water, and then UCLA came back and made it close, and then, uh, Arizona won late at the, okay. in that game. So Arizona evened up the season series there, uh, to kind of stay atop the pack. 12-ish, uh, you know, right there with Arizona or with UCLA. So yeah, yeah. So they're they're um, they're definitely a top 10 team though. If that's what you were, you know, checking them. Well, yeah, yeah. What I'm getting at though, they lose by 30. It's like okay, there's beating about bad teams, and Arizona is really good. We know that. Um, but besides that, like okay, you lose Stanford. Yeah. It's like they've been that I Stanford think was, game was very close too. Uh, that points, yeah, that, yeah. That could have gone either way for sure. I mean, a lot, you can say that about a lot of games, but that was a very closely contested game, and Wyoming did not look bad in that game. Yeah, I think when the people started realizing they're pretty good was when they beat Utah State and Nevada back-to-back on the road. It's like, oh, maybe they are, because even though Nevada's lost to UNLV like by 15 the other night, but on the road at Mac, at, well, not Mac, football, but, but in Reno there, beating Utah State, you know, is pre- pretty good. We think they're pretty good. They're they're tough at home, I should say. They're they're a team that's kind of hit or miss. But like, okay, maybe they're that good. And then all the that's where I think people started realizing, okay, this is a team. And yeah, they play a team. This isn't when they had Larry Nance. Where I remember what, him and Josh Adams when I was at the Mountain West title game where they won like fifty five, fifty three. I'm like, oh god, in a slog fest. I'm like, what is going on? Right. This, I know Larry Nance is great. Adams is great. I'm like, this was a oh boy. But that was an exciting tournament for kind of the games in general. I saw there sitting. Court side, but they go on big Colorado State, the B Boy State. Their team, at some point, if you rack up the wins, you're going to get respect. And I don't care who you be; it's it's what they're doing. They're right. They're not. They're not the team scoring fifty, like I mentioned, fifty five points. They're scoring points in majority of their games. They're over ninety. The New Mexico victory is kind of weird, ninety three, ninety one. That's not. That's kind of unsettling to me to get up ninety one points to Lobos. <laughs> that's no, yeah. Not, Sure, but and then, I mean, and that's part of the reason. And then, the, and then the game after that, they lose. And again, I think that's one of the reasons why you know Boise State gets taken seriously first, of course. And then you know and, because it's easy, you look for a team like Wyoming that starts out four and zero, and and I think you know people don't believe it; they don't buy into it. When yeah, Utah State, and Nevada, sure, but Nevada's been 
down, kind of coming back-ish. Uh, but you know, San Jose State, New Mexico, and you know, like you said, giving up 91 to New Mexico. So I think there there wasn't a lot of meat on the bones of this schedule at all. Even though winning at Grand Canyon is not a totally easy thing to do, they've got a very weird, rabid fan base there. But that's the week of Thanksgiving, so sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, going to Seattle to beat Washington, a better Washington team than you might expect. Top 150 in Ken Palm, not under 500 overall. Six good, and three good, good. in the Pac-12 and playing tonight against, uh, California. I think that game just got underway pretty much as we're recording this. So, you know, those aren't bad, uh, you know, bad results for Wyoming. They- they but, remind me of Utah State version of football, where they're getting wins. <laughs> well, yeah. that might sound disrespectful, but not really. They end up winning no. the conference and winning twelve. What twelve two? Yeah, I, wa- I watched that Utah State team beat my hometown Oregon State team in the bowl game. So and yeah. already, yes, obviously, that, yes, that's a real good team. So that's a good compliment. But it's them and Boise State. Cause we, t- we I made a comparison last time versus Boise State because Boise had a lot of. We, we can get to the Fresno game last Friday that went to overtime and officiating, boy, tough one for the Mountain West the past two weeks. But they're winning close games. Like, if you think about it, they should have beaten Mexico probably by at least 15 points and definitely not give up 91. They're they're beating the Air Force by only two points. They are beating Utah State by by only two points. Wyoming's calling card is not its defense necessarily. Uh, Exactly. I mean, it does not force turnovers. Like, as a rule. being close games, that's – And and they play in close games and they win these shootouts and, but they allow teams to come back on them sometimes or, you know, they need to come back themselves sometimes when the shots aren't falling and then suddenly they are. And, you know, it's a little bit of the nature of the beast, but, you know, there, there's some surprising things about this Wyoming team. You'd expect maybe, especially with guys like, uh, Drake Jeffries and Xavier Dussel, you might expect them to be shooting better from beyond the arc than they are. They're not. I mean, it's fine, but it's kind of average. Where they're really excelling is on two-pointers, and that's because Hunter Maldonado can't shoot threes. So (laughs) so he goes inside, and he's dangerous as heck in there. And then Graham Ike is, you know, arguably the best offensive post, like true post in the league. Well, no, okay, because then as soon as I said that, you know, I realize Orlando Robinson is still a person who exists, um, and there's probably some others. But anyway, Grant Nika is awesome and, and yeah, worthy of hyperbole at points. times. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was a career high. Gosh, you know, uh, in a very huge game, that's that that's that's really big. Uh, yeah, great. You, you can't really say enough about what he's. Not a career high, by the way. Sorry, he had 35 against Denver earlier this year. Uh, Two 30-point games. And he had a 32-point game last year against San Jose State, which is probably around the first time, you know, there was a week where he had like 17 against UNLV, 32 against San Jose State, and it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. But, I mean, he, he didn't play for half the season last year. Debuts against Nevada, plays nine minutes, doesn't score. Okay, well, you know, whatever. Next game, he scores 18 points on six rebounds, a block, and two steals. 
<laughs> and Graham E.K. just sort of exploded onto the scene, was a little slow, and then exploded near the end. And then this season, he's been in double figures every single game. Um, he's not really like a block machine at all. Again, Wyoming's defense is not its calling card. Uh, but he, he's got really good footwork. He's got very good instincts when he's in the post. He's generally moving to the right direction to either get a good look at the bucket or to draw a foul. I think, uh, Brian Burton was on the call today and he kept repeating this. Yeah. Uh, Graham Ike, the number one player in the country at drawing fouls, uh, per 40 minutes. And Hunter Valdonado's number 26, by the way. So that's one of the ways that Wyoming, just by being an average free throw shooting team, but getting to the line, they're fifth in the country in free throw rate. So even though the shots aren't always falling, they're getting points anyway. And that's one of the ways that they're winning these close games uh, because they're winning them at the free throw line when, you know, they just keep consistently getting there. Yeah, he was 9-15 versus Boise tonight. They were 71% overall. Of the eight missed, he missed six of them. But getting, like, getting free chances, it's like he shot 50% in a double-double. Like, True. He's out there doing things well. And so these are, I think, is it safe to say these are the two best teams, Boise and Wyoming? These are the two teams who are playing the best right now. That's for sure. Ah, good clarification well, there. Well, you know, it's a hedge. That I'll admit that. But um, no, it's fine. No. That's but what I, I care think, about. Like, I, I don't know. I care about who's playing answer. good now. I think that those two are the two teams playing the best right now. But um, I think I, I still believe a lot in the rosters that are at Colorado State and San Diego State. Maybe that's my own pride and hubris getting in the way of things. Who knows? Uh, I'm never wrong. <laughs> okay. That's my own pride and hubris getting in the way of things. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think. You know, they're right there. And I would love to see all four of those teams and maybe Fresno State make the tournament. Um, I don't forget somebody. I'm not, you, Utah State? Utah, Utah State's ahead of both San Diego State and Fresno State in the Nets, FYI. Okay. I guess, a, hey, I guess they're not. All right. I'm not, I, I will forget somebody because I didn't realize they're, they're that they had San Diego State. Well, no, the last time. We talked. Last they week? were two and five in the conference. They've won three games since then. They uh, won tonight. So they did win tonight too to become five and five in conference. So you are correct. I was forgetting Utah State. Um, that's six teams in the Mountain West that really, I think, would be awesome in the tournament. I don't know that they would win the games. I'd love to see them in the tournament. Um, there's no way that the Mountain West is getting six bids. <laughs> so, hey, they might get four, maybe five. They um, John Rossi's like, hey, that could be more than the ACC, the four bids. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it, if they it's get four happen, bids, though. if they get four bids, it has to come from somewhere, and it's not like there's a ton of at-large bids that they're stealing from in the first place. So, yeah, I mean. Four, four bids for the Mountain West, especially considering that there's going to be some bids going to the West Coast Conference. Uh, uh, leads to my next question. Well, oh. Thank you for assisting me, which you didn't realize. Well, okay. As we speak, 
BYU is on a free fall in the conference. Is that safe to say the Cougars are not playing very well? The well, as we speak, literally as we speak, uh, San yeah. Francisco is is kicking the crap out of them in in Provo. So that right. feels correct. And, and they lost to Santa Clara and Pacific on the road in consecutive games before that. Yeah, okay. I feel like we could say free fall because they were five and, the and weakest, one, and now they will be five and four should the result hold. Andy, did you see the Kirk's, the uh, full court layup? From- did I see the full court layup thing? Like the uh, they went coast. The game. Did you see the game winner? In in which game? What do you? Santa Clara, Santa Clara game. No, I did not see that. It was the weakest defense by BYU ever. The guy just casually goes up. It was a buzzer beater. Fairly exciting, but the BYU guy just kind of let him, gave him the little ole at the three-point line to go oh, in and get like a geez. little shot inside the key. I'm like, what's going on? Like not even attempting to get in front of him or st- like, oh, you're just going to let my, my big man help out. I'm like, there's no big man there, buddy. You're, you're busted. They opened the, the bottom, but they cleared the bottom for him, but yeah. they, they have not been playing well. I don't know if this will knock them out, but. Because BYU was one at San Francisco, so a loss here would be pretty devastated, devastating. But I think if the Mountain West is going to get a bit from somewhere, we clearly know we need our Syracuse um, getting accused. It's gonna, it's not going to come from the other conferences that are not power or the smaller conference. It's going to come from, or it is going to come from there. Because let's just say, for example, BYU kind of stumbles; they don't make it. Not that if it has to go to the Mountain West, but like, well, let's go give it to a. Uh, Eight, nine Illinois team in the Big Ten or something, whatever they may finish. And so, yeah, that's what I hate about. It. Like, well, let's not give it to because the ranking, the top twenty-five rankings, literally mean nothing because Mountain West has barely been ranked all year. I would rather have. Would you? Let me ask you this: Would you rather have the net rating be shown in games or the top twenty-five rating? Like, oh, we're playing number, or would I put too much emphasis on the net rating? Like tonight it'd be 31 versus 33 Boise Wyoming. What would you, what, like, because I know the numbers there for the TV programs. Hey, we got number 10 yeah. versus number 12 or whatever on our TV tonight. I, I think it would be good to see, I'd find, it, the net, the net is fine. Especially if, I mean, the net stands for NCAA evaluation tool. The NCAA created it. Yeah. If the NCAA isn't willing to stand by it on, on the broadcast, then that's not great. Um, they can use it however they want after that. Just because they show it on the TV doesn't mean like it has to be the way that the tournament is seated. You can do that in other ways. I'm okay with yeah. that too. Um, I think that would be cool just because sometimes you're going to see a mid-major game on TV and you might – well, I wouldn't. But the casual person might be like, what? Who are these two teams? Iona? I've never even heard of an Iona. Slanderous. What is this garbage? You never heard of them. Exactly. (laughs) And that's the correct reaction. But they might not know that if they don't see the, you know, I don't, what is Iona's net right now? 57 right now. There you go. Of course. So, you know, they see that and then they might stick around long enough to see Rick Pitino, a familiar face. And, you know, who knows? But I don't see any downside to listing that. Um, the AP top 25, you know, that was really good when. Yeah, that was really good. Well, sure. When, when there wasn't, when everything wasn't televised and you couldn't see everybody and you didn't see every game, you didn't know. You had to trust these writers who talked to each other and who maybe did the research a little more. It was, you know, 
they were it was a little more necessary i think at a time right but now it's sort of just people show up i don't know it, it's it here's a good example i'll I go consequential I think is the best way I would say it. It doesn't matter at all. It doesn't. I think I know the reason I put the number four for football and whatnot and all that type of stuff. But I'm scrolling through. I have the net rating going through by conference. Okay. Do you? I know you. Obviously, you were more big time college hoop fans than the average people, even maybe people listening. Conference USA. Here's a prime example. Do you have any clue who's winning Conference USA at the moment? Uh, winning it in terms of or top of like the. Right. Yeah, who's like the who's a couple of best teams in that conference? So the top three in that is UAB, North Texas, and Louisiana Tech. In well, North Texas I think has the best conference record at the moment. Those are the best. Yes, those are. But yeah, that's that's the race. Are you telling me you wouldn't be a little bit interested if you see UAB at net rating forty eight versus North Texas fifty four? It's like, oh, these teams are. They gonna make this tournament? If I see UAB and North Texas, uh, maybe, by the way, UAB is good enough that I think they might actually warrant some consideration on that front. Uh, They keep losing stupid games, though. UAB lost to, like, Rice and Marshall. Um, After after beating Louisiana Tech and Western Kentucky on the road, they go and lose to Marshall on the road. No offense to Marshall. They're, They're a solid team. But, Dude, they're six and thirteen. Get out of here with that. I mean, Tavion Kingsey and Andrew Taylor are solid basketball players. I hope they can don't say that. And okay. Anyway, um, this is not a Marshall podcast. We are not Marshall. Um, but the point being, if, yeah. if you if you're a casual fan and see a two top sixty teams, because you know oh, they're 64, 68, I guess yeah, make it the tournament. Like oh, these two teams are probably. And say tournament caliber are close to it. And so that would help like coverage or say maybe people tune in a bit more, watch, or it's like even in the colonial Townsend's a top hundred team. Like you know what I would also help? You know Well, you're using this this scenario where we're showing this on ESPN, right? Or whatever. Well, or whatever. It'd be super cool if the Mountain West was on not one of those or whatever channels. Uh that might also help the league's press. Well, I uh, There's little. that too. I'm, I will. I will say that the CBS games that the the, the league does get every once in a while are pretty cool. But a couple, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I'm not hating on those more but, than normal. Like, I think they're more this year. All this, you know, this Boise State Wyoming game. You know where this was broadcast? Not FS1. It wasn't the no, Mountain West. It was Network. the Mountain West Network. The <laughs> stadium. It was, you know, and hey, they they had to. I don't remember who was on the play-by-play. I'm sorry, but Brian Burton was the guy. You know, it was he was the the, the color commentator. It was yeah. it was not a bad broadcast by any means, but it was not national. It was yeah, exactly. Um, it was. I mean, there was a tweet mid-game from Rob Doster, like, okay, so wait, how do I watch this game? That's not good. <laughs> People want to watch your league and they can't find it. Craig, Craig, skip. Skip the salon this week and figure out how to get the Mountain West onto a real network and beat out other programming. But, you know, so what that the, game was also up against Arizona-UCLA, and that sucks too in terms of just – I mean, you again, you couldn't know that Wyoming was going to be this good before this That's season. the point too. That's the getting at because 
I know the errors were not That's around so you can work. I'm like, why is this game on TV West Coast? It was 6 o'clock. They wanted a broader audience, 6 six Mountain Time, so 8 Eastern, for, for a West Coast game. That's the early tip. Or you could do the John Rothstein route. Friday night, Mountain West owns at 11 p.m. Eastern. Like, do you really? It is yeah. a fun standalone it's game. We're playing it Sunday at 3 a.m. I know. game, baby. I, I <laughs> want to stadium. Exactly. Stadium's not bad. It's they do fun, typically do the fun. Like we're not to rag on them. It's just a it's hard, it's hard to put on your TV. It's kind of, kind of I shouldn't say hard, but it's a an extra step because and, oh and, it's on and my that app. matters. That matters it. so much. The extra step. That's all. Yeah, even, and even for me, I'm like, what? What am I doing? God. It it's it, like unless you have like I know Fubo TV has stadium channels built in, which is nice. So unless you're Fubo, maybe Sling does too. The stadium. But honestly, yeah. as a Fubo TV user, I yeah. will say this, and maybe it's just the way I have my my channel scroll. But I have to scroll a while to get to them, and there's yeah, a good chance that. I'm gonna hit a better, not a better game, but a game that catches my eye. I'm rolling through, and I'm like, news? What? I don't need to know about news. Jeopardy? I don't even know who hosts that thing anymore. <laughs> exactly. And then it's like, here's an SEC game, and an ACC game, and a Big Twelve game. And then here's, I don't know, some other stuff. And here's some like soccer that's going on right now. And here's They're some bringing other, soccer. The Fubo is yeah. And here's some more stuff. And then finally you're like, wait, what was I even looking for? Oh right, the Mountain yeah, West game. And it was you know somewhere in between you know Venezuela Honduras soccer and you know the curling they, championships yeah. and. Yeah, it's just the placement and the the visibility on on the league. I don't know that it's the reason that they don't get bids, but it doesn't help. To fix that, a couple things they can do. Would you ra- okay, two things. I know basketball's harder to predict cuz who who expected both these te- two teams to be the top best in the conference? No. Sure. Sure. So like I said, we that. had we had them both outside of the top 3 or 4. Yeah. By Right. Yeah. <laughs> but then you look at it, can they do, because I know football, I know football's different because it's once a week, they say it's on a Fox network or a ESPN network, or I guess not anymore, but say you're on an ESPN network. Before oh, wait, 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 wait. Can I see where you're going? Is this Mountain West Night in America? <laughs> no. Uh, no. What's your, what I, I, you're intriguing me now. What is this idea? Well, I, well, I don't know what you were just saying. It just made me think of, you know, like one game highlighted, like CBS prime time, 7 p.m. Eastern, or maybe not, you know, 8 p.m. Eastern yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on a Thursday. CBS, That's ideal. CBS running that, you know, Mountain West night in America. <laughs> I would love but, that, but I don't no, know. But, they're probably they're probably that's like a death knell to their ratings, I'm sure, because you know they yeah. could just be running out Big Bang Theory reruns and just getting a billion dollars. Amazing race, yeah. Uh, no, my point being, football and football, it's like oh, it's on the Fox Network, which means FS2, FS1, or whatever, or ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, or whatever. Okay. Um, I don't know how quickly. I know they got to put games on the networks, but I'm wondering, particularly with like not every broadcast is. In person at the moment. That was just even before COVID. Yeah. Funny. And so yeah. that's unfortunate. So a, a couple ways to solve that would be be a little more flexible with some games. And because FS2 hasn't been used, would you rather – what would be easier, FS2 or Stadium? Because remember, Stadium is free. Anybody can get it. FS2, it's uh, not in every package. 
what would be like uh, preferred if if it's between those two? Because typically, if you're on those channels, it's a lower tier game, or pre- at least uh, when schedules were released, if they can't change it. I would say that if or Fox Business Wildcard, that's where the over, overflow games used to get. Football. Ooh, yeah. Wait, instead wait. Of FS, does, instead of FS2, Fox, Fox Business has more people. Fox Soccer Channel still exist? Is that still a thing? Oh, that I was know. a good one. Anyway, um, I think that if the league wants to uh, maintain its current infrastructure, which I'm sure it does because I don't think it really likes to be bold and make huge changes all the time, um, I think they should keep playing the games for free on stadium, but just freaking tell people and make it, you know, like there's just no presence. And and I feel like I would know. Well, what presence are you referring to? Just on Twitter, Facebook? Like what I presence? Guess, like, how do you get the com- word out? Like, commercial, I don't know. Well, who, who are they partnered with? You know, who is, or- yeah. well, who is stadium partnered with? I mean, they're owned by somebody, right? No, it's their own thing. They're completely their own thing. Do you mean like are they combined with some other media network? Yeah. Like no, are, do, they, do they have a parent network at all? Nope. It's just them. Okay. Well, then I've had a fundamental misunderstanding of stadium network, I guess. My bad. <laughs> it's, maybe I'm wrong too. But oh, Okay. So they're, be- owned, they're owned by Sinclair Television Group. So that's at least a thing. And and they have sister channels of Bally Sports. Okay. So that's kind okay. of they, Sinclair does have some local channels, but okay, yeah, not, not a ton, not a ton. So, Sorry, okay, I was just like, this thing just like didn't emanate out of completely nowhere, though. I do, I just was just wondering, it had to come from somewhere, and that makes a little bit more sense to me. Basically, campus insiders turned into stadium, in my opinion, essentially what they've been offering. Campus insiders, you don't remember those guys? I do not remember those guys. They broadcast quite a few Mountain West games. They, they a similar setup to Stadium, but they folded recently. And all their games, ah. they are not not to be found, which is unfortunate. However, side note today, me and Matt have been always looking for the fabled Wyoming-UNLV like 69-66 game. Could ever find it? <laughs> well, I found the, somebody in our, you saw our DMs, right? You saw that tweet, right? Oh, yeah. Found, yeah. Somebody found it's a condensed version of 37 minutes, but that was a Campus Insiders production where it's like they are not here anymore. But so what would they used to be on Facebook? Is it a money thing? Because you don't they're not getting paid for being on stadium, clearly. Yeah, I don't know. Um that's not something that I Paramount Plus? Would they stick would that sure. be because they're part of CBS? Because that technically is within the the new media rights deal they signed right before. Okay, the, see that's what twenty twenty. That's what I'm trying so to get at. Not, here, you know, like this. It's the league. But that's a paywall. It's the, not free. That's fine. It's more. It's more than you know. It, it doesn't have to just be that, right? Could it? Could it be a Paramount Plus and and a stadium simulcast? No, because they want no, because they want the drone thing. Paramount wants you to pay pay for it. Well, okay, that makes sense. Again, I, I was gonna, I was about to say this before. I just said a very stupid business thing. Uh, or I make it free business or marketing. Okay. So I don't have these answers, but I feel like there are smarter people than me who know how to get more out of the TV contract that they signed. Uh, that would help the t- help the league's visibility a little bit more. Heck, I don't know if it's just more media 
promoted people during the games. Going. Do they do enough? Do, do, do they do enough during the games? Like, hey, upcoming games are on Stadium or whatever network. I know NFL playoffs do it. The cross promotes on ABC, Nickelodeon, Paramount, NBC, whatever. I'm also. I, doubt I, FS, I don't know that they really do that all that well for the games that are on CBS. To be perfectly honest, that's what I'm saying. That's like, <laughs> yeah, here's here's these games, upcoming games. There's two on this next one's on or right. not, whatever on FS1 or CBS or who cares what network it's on. Sometimes they'll put the graphic on there but not say it. Like, hey, here's your upcoming schedule because if you're on FS1, do you really want to promote CBS Sports? Probably not. But if you at least not verbally say it, but you show it on the screen, I don't know. They It is a promotion. It's also – I don't want to say it's the East Coast thing, but when games run later, like Rothstein, the college, they own the time. I'm like, dude, who's awake? Who's watching college basketball? Sickos. In the Central or Eastern time zone at 10 or 11 o'clock at night on a Friday. Sickos. Um, yeah, I'm like, that was still a good game because that game, like Orlando Robinson got looted. Yeah, I watched it too. I watched the second <laughs> half. I, oh, I got home from work because I work to the evening a little bit. So I get home maybe 8 o'clock local. I'm like, okay, I finished this game Friday. Got not much going on. Like, that went to overtime. That, oh, that game was crazy, even though, um, not to go off too off topic, but technically there was a travel on that Boise State three pointer. The little shuffle step was not called. Just saying. Uh, you look closely. Uh, oh, way. if I have to look closely, I'm not looking. It wasn't in slow motion. Somebody just pointed it out to me. I'm like, oh yeah, I could see that. That would totally, yeah, that should have been a call. But, but promotion on the Twitter, Facebook. I don't know where they promote it all the time, but it's it's a thing where I don't know how you can change schedule midstream. But it's it is an issue because. If you're on, because think of this, if you're on SCC Network, oh, this game's on SCC Plus or Big Ten Plus, it's our streaming partner. If you, if you have a cable subscription or for app or whatever. So I don't know what the deal is, but I know, I know there's too, we talked about last week, there's too many games to watch. Net, they need to rely on net rating, KPI, BPI, all that stuff, but I don't know what the deal is. So let's get to those, move on here. The schedule's been re, redone. Yeah. They got Jerry uh, rigged or, um, Jigsaw puzzled back into place, essentially, for the most part. Yeah, a little my, chiropractor adjustment here. Exactly. So if my reading's correctly, there's only currently, I guess what's left on the schedule, only two games that have not been rescheduled, if I'm reading correctly. I am so, reading the same. Aztecs at Lobos, January 15th, has not been rescheduled, and then and neither has Air Force at Fresno State. The, I don't think... I. Those two might need to be rescheduled for depending on how they want to do the uh, order finish and seeding for the tournament because Fresno and San Diego State have a uh, potential to get the buy or even more. Like there's a potential one of the teams, probably not, but there could be a buy in play, particularly more for Fresno than Aztecs. But the True, games, but the league was also okay with uneven conference records last yeah. year. True. So. So, so what's kind of been moved around? One game we talked about last week, CSU Boise got rescheduled. That's a big one. You have, cause we're, I'm trying to, the schedule's kind of weird. It's on the Mountainous website. So you go to the, the MW.com. They have every game rescheduled. So it's kind of wonky of what it is. It's, if you read, if you're reading it on the website, it starts as original date, then rescheduled date. So like we we're looking before, like March 1st, January 8th. I'm like, oh yeah, that Colorado State, San Diego State game got changed. <laughs> so, but some of these games have been changed, aren't all rescheduled. They're, Pushing back, so like for example, New Mexico at Fresno State, March one to February twenty eighth. That's just one day, but that makes Fresno have three games that week, and probably New Mexico too, if I'm correct. So there's a couple one day off schedules, but the big reschedulings, 
I guess the only really, really big one, is it just the Boise CSU, if I'm correct on that, that got a big shift? Because that one – Take a look It's weird. The schedule is kind of weird. I'm looking at it here. Most of these have been played. Like Fresno at San Diego State did get rescheduled to March. Or that's a, that's going to be a pretty big one. And then CSU at Boise State is being played on Sunday, February 13th. Okay. So yeah. here um, – I just – I grabbed this table off of the Mountain West website and just put it into a quick Google sheet so I could resort it by reschedule Smart date. <laughs> yeah. Good man there. So I'm going to get rid of all of these games that have already been played. Uh, Good call. Reschedule. Although before- – Yeah, so for that week, uh, how many teams are playing three games that tournament week before? That's going to be an issue, perhaps. I don't know how many off the top of my head, um, but that's the only game that I see rescheduled. Although that is, oh no, the 28th is the Monday of that week. So, uh, so San Diego State and Fresno State both have rescheduled games into that week. So that normally, would have only been a one game. Oh no, because Fresno State's game got moved from March first to February twenty eighth. So that's the same. Thing. Yeah, a bunch. Of, yeah, a bunch of those are one days. That Mar- because they're playing March second. That's or March third. So on, they're playing Monday, Thursday, Sunday. So, but yeah. So Fresno, I so I believe that Fresno State and San Diego State are the only affected teams in terms of playing three games that week before. Uh, but. That's a long weekend away. That's almost a month away. That's March 3rd. Today's February 3rd. We still got games to play tomorrow. I know. We'll get to the – we're just looking ahead like who's going to do what because Fresno is a team where they should have beaten Boise State, I think. Am I wrong on that? Because they're up, they're up eight. Then they had eight-oh run. They'd reverse eight-oh runs or dueling eight-oh runs, I guess, is the way to put it. I, I hate to use the word should. That's you know, but yeah, I mean opportunities. They had they they had they had an opportunity. That's for sure. Uh, after they lost that, you know, Fresno State's going to have an uphill battle trying to get a bid to the NCAA tournament. Unfortunately, because they're a really good team, uh, and and Orlando Robinson is a really good player. Uh, yeah. But, you know, they, they lose in overtime there. They fell prey to some Marcus Shaver magic, if memory serves. Uh, and, you know, that them's the breaks in the Mountain West. So Friday games. We have two big ones tomorrow, so hopefully you guys get, get this in your ears before it starts. They're both on FM. It's not going to be a 30-point difference. The Rams are a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Aztecs are 12-5 and versus 16-3 at Rams. Last game, it was they're coming off COVID, so that's why there's a 30-point defeat. That's, these two teams have been playing yeah, they've been playing well. This is a matchup that I think a lot of people were looking at, like, hey, what's going to happen in this rematch? Because that CBS game was people were super excited about it, and it kind of fell – Complete as a complete dud, honestly. Unless you're, I mean, unless you're the winning team, it was a piece of trash game, which a thirty point def- deficit or difference, I should say, where it was seventy nine forty nine for San Diego State. Well, and you know, since then things haven't been the greatest for San Diego State. I mean, they were riding pretty high after that win. Um, 
since then they had that they had a two week pause. <laughs> and then State they had pause. that Boise State game, that forty two oh. to thirty seven stinker. Uh then they beat UNLV at home. Then they lost to Utah State by eighteen points. Uh and then on January thirty first they, they you know they beat up on New Mexico. Mexico, so, fine, whatever, cool. Fine, sure, whatever, exactly. Um, but those are two kind of nondescript wins versus two not great losses. Uh, not that Boise State is a bad team to lose to, but the way that they lost uh, is not great. They shot 31% on two-pointers. They shot 21% on three-pointers. They shot... One of five on free throws in a game they lost, you know, 42 to 37. <laughs> so that's terrible. You know, you make one or two of those other shots and hey, that's a game. Well, and then you got the Rams. They've lost back to back games. Lost to freaking yeah. UNLV. Oh yeah. Four. No, it hasn't. It has not been great for the Rams either since that game. <laughs> I mean, lost whatever, but Josh, our buddy, they keep, what do they put? They, and nobody's hit a basket for like the first five minutes of the game. God. He can't have a slow start against San Diego State, against a team that's actually good. Because they lose to UNLV, slow starts. Lose, Wyoming, that's a, who cares? Not who cares, but it's, it's nothing to be ashamed to lose to Wyoming that they did. But they need, I want to see what Roddy can do, what Isaiah Stevens can do. I want these guys to go out there and score a few points and not throw up bricks for the first 10 minutes. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, they haven't broken 80 points uh, since – okay, they, they had 80 points exactly against New Mexico. Uh, yeah. Before that, though, December 1st against Little Rock. Yikes. Uh, and, and a lot of the time, they've been under 75, you know. Uh, so that's not great. In terms of, you know, a, a team that's predicated on being a very, very strong offense, so strong that it'll make up for their pedestrian defense to some degree. <laughs> uh, that, that's certainly a blueprint for success. That works for a lot of teams, but it's not paid off the last two weeks when they've given up 88 or the last two games, I should say where they've given up 88 points to UNLV as Bryce Hamilton scored. I think all 88 of those points. Is that right? Oh, no. Bryce Hamilton only had, only had 45 of them. So only, oh, just more, over 50%. only more than half. Yeah. God. Uh, Isaiah Stevens, meanwhile had 35 in that game for almost half of Colorado state's points. Yeah. Uh, and then in the next game, giving up 84 in overtime to, uh, to Wyoming. Watch as this Hunter, game. As, as Hunter Maldonado went mm-hmm. for 35 points himself. So that's two games in a row where they gave up 80 points to two guys. That's, that's not. Defense, please. Anybody? Come on. Print. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, stop, stop a guy. Just, you need to stop a guy. If he's going off, stop him. Foul him. Play play the if he just don't let him shoot the ball. Don't let him touch the ball. Like double him, guard him, foul him hard when he gets the ball. Make him uncomfortable. Like do what they did to Michael Jordan back in the day where 
don't foul him. Like like I said, don't let him touch the ball. Grab him. Make like, him oh, foul, foul you on the other end. Get him out of the game <laughs> that way. I mean, here's that too. Yeah. Well, not like in a in a bad, but like drive at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make him work for it. Make right. him exactly. play both exactly. sides of the ball. Make him tired. Exactly. exactly. Make him run him around. Like run a screen offense. Move. Make him run and chase you on the courts. Exactly. Make him work. Don't. Whatever. Because here's the thing. Like the way this could work possibly is you don't have to score it, it if you're guarding Bryce Hamilton or whoever somebody could score pretty well like that. Don't. Who cares if you score? It's helpful, obviously. Obviously, but if you make them exert energy on defense, that'll take away energy on offense for the most part. It'll be harder to keep that pace going. And so, do something to make it worth it. But one thing important about this game is that if you look at the conference standings, Boise and Wyoming split. They're basically tied for first, one loss apiece. The loser is in real trouble, particularly if it's Colorado State, because that would give them a fourth conference loss, and depending on what Fresno and Nevada and all those other teams do, Fresno, UNLV, Utah State, Nevada, who at the moment have four and five losses, three, four and five losses between them. So if the Rams lose, that's four losses. Clearly my math is correct. Aztecs losing, they're still in a jumbled mess with CSU because they have lost to them. That's three losses. Fresno's three losses. Probably in the state three, we'll talk about Fresno, Nevada in a moment here just a little bit, but the loser could be in potential trouble of not getting the buy for the, for the conference tournament. Maybe. More so. Yeah. Because just saying, like, if you look at what it is, how, like, Utah State, they won three in a row. They're five and five in league play. They are on the upswing and they have guys like Justin Bean who they'd have a, a bad stretch. And it could have been, I don't recall when they paused for COVID or whatever, but it could have been a thing where they just weren't great because guys didn't have the legs underneath them. They're still a little winded from recovering as best they can. And just, you don't want, basically, it's not a must win for CSU, but it would go a long way to help them retain a top three spot in the conference because they would have been then. They would have had the split versus San Diego State. The tiebreaker wouldn't be there. I don't know everything tiebreakers. But with the uneven schedule, the actual – this is dumb to say. Wins, losses matter. But fewer losses in an unbalanced schedule because not every team is going to play their entire schedule, the 16 or 18 games, whatever it may be. So we're getting to the point now where what's the tiebreaker going? It's by win percentage overall, which it typically is. But when you play 18 to 15 games, if that's the case, that's a big deal. So I think the Rams kind of really definitely need to win this game <laughs> to almost secure a buy spot. A loss? Yeah, I mean, if, I would. I, I don't know that they necessarily need to win to secure the buy because there's going to be plenty of time to win more games down the there's stretch. There's a month left. The thing is, I think there's going to be a big log jam uh, of like – uh, ten, 10 and 8 teams, something like that, uh, right around that, you know, basically from, I don't know, 3 to 6 or 7, 3 to 6 probably, maybe even 7. Uh, and that's going to cause a lot of fun battles down the stretch for, for seeding purposes, which I think is one of the underrated things about the Mountain West race is, uh, you know, not just who's going to get into the tournament and all that stuff, but how is the seeding going to be for the turn for the the, the conference tournament? And, and if so I'm I correct, think that's it's um, okay. I'm kind of a dummy here. How many teams get a buy? I forget. Is it five? 
Yes. Five. So one, two, three. So the bottom six play. Okay. And right for looking at right now, Fresno would be the cutoff. They'd get a buy over UNLV, Utah State, Nevada. However, those teams are three, four, or five losses. <laughs> so it, there's a lot of basketball to play, but I think we're at the point now where I'm going to start doing like a Sunday or Monday post about, hey, here's how the tournament could go if it's today. Because the way you and because here's the thing, you mentioned Fresno State, get them in the NCAA tournament, Orlando, Orlando Robinson can do whatever, can do something big. Matt oh, Lister, yeah. Right I mean, here. hey, just if people remember last year, how Evan Mobley just kind of like went crazy yeah. for a few games and got USC to the Elite Eight. Uh, Orlando Robinson, I feel like could, could do that in the NCAA tournament. Um, so. Bryce yeah. Hamilton could do it in the Mountain West tournament on a smaller scale. Like he scored 40, you mentioned 45 points. Sure. If he goes off for 30, why can't the Rebels win at home and win two games, make the semifinals and, or even the finals if they get a bye and get at large bid with, with the, with him being number two in the Mountain West. Just say like there's, Teams have one guy like Stevens, Roddy for CSU, Wyoming with uh, Graham and everything. There's a couple guys that it can take one guy to get there. And so the other game Friday night, which has some intrigue, even though it's Fresno by nine, Nevada versus Fresno State. Is Nevada even, is Shurfield even going to play? Do we know that yet? Um, Or is she still out for a bit? I'm not sure if he is playing. Okay, because uh, yeah, maybe that's why Fresno's favored by nine points. It's a game where uh, we should probably look at that and see, but point being that he, I could like he's the other guy, Grant Sherfield. Sherfield could be a guy where if he gets hot going, Nevada could beat whoever they want almost in the conference, or at the very least be competitive and fun. They're, I know they're only nine and ten on the year, and three and five overall, probably slightly underachieving with a pair of COVID pauses, but you have one guy who. Could make a difference. Yeah, um, I think it'll be a a fun game, a good game. I don't know. It could be cut. You know, that's a game that Fresno State, if they want to be on on the road to getting that by, needs to win. Um, Definitely. But yeah, I think you know the the main event is is going to be. Colorado State, San Diego State, and everybody will just kind of join in with Fresno State, Nevada afterwards. Uh, yeah, I I think that Fresno State should win that game. A big deal. Uh, Warren Washington broke his uh, his hand or his finger. I can't remember which. Um, but their big man for Nevada is is out, and he he's quite good and he's the guy that I would expect to draw the you know the the privilege of trying to guard Orlando Robinson uh and so they'll have to have somebody <laughs> else I assume Will Baker um or KJ Himes will take on those roles uh I'm not all the way up to date on all my injuries and things like that though so I don't know exactly who's going to be on the floor in that one but uh I do imagine that Orlando Robinson will, like most nights, be the best one on the floor. <laughs> he will. Also, did you know? Here's why I'm probably it's good to take Fresno. They're one and eight against top hundred teams. <laughs> Who so is that's Fresno? Not, Nevada. Nevada. Oh, okay. oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So the game, there might be some intrigue if Shirtfield's sure healthy, but you're right. Yeah, Nevada Check did the, beat Fresno State, but you know, at Lawler. With Shirtfield. With Shirtfield. 
uh, with Sherfield as the top scorer and with Warren Washington. Uh, Who's also injured as well. So. Right. So, so, yeah, with Warren Washington out the last two games, Nevada lost 78 to 49 at home against Utah State. Uh, and then they lost 69 to 58 to bitter rival UNLV, uh, at the Thomas and Mack Center. So not, not great for Nevada right now without, without Sherfield and without, uh, well, they did have Sherfield in the, in the loss to Utah State, so, uh, yeah. Who knows? Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's not really just 